0: When you are operating in the center of your passion and you're really making a difference in the world in alignment with where your mission is, it doesn't feel like work. It just feels like that you're in in your flow state, you're in your zone, and you're making a difference every day. My purpose or my mission, you know, I look at my calling is how I'm being placed every single day in order to live that out. That's Dr. Jason Brooks.
1: I'm Brian Falchuk, the do a day podcast. Will you hear from the most inspiring people who have been through hard times, overcome them and have turned around to help others with what they've learned? I'm your host, Brian Falchuk. I know because I've lived it myself. I've written about it in my book, do a day. And that's why I'm bringing you this show. Remember, today's a new day. Go out and do it. Hey, day doers. Welcome to another episode of the do a day podcast. I'm really excited and honored to bring you today's guest, Dr. Jason Brooks. He's not just a great guy. I also have come to call him a friend. Jason had me on his show a while ago, and we probably recorded for like, I don't know how long it was, maybe an hour, but we talked for maybe 20 minutes before that and another 35, 40 minutes after that too. We just could not stop talking. We were so connected in terms of purpose and passion and what we're trying to do for the world. So, I knew when I was going to start my show he was a must have guest, and he you know no chance he was going to say no um so I'm so glad to bring him here today. he's going to talk a lot about how you go through that journey of finding your purpose, finding your passion, why it matters, and share his own story because that's exactly what he did. You know he was living a fine life, but it wasn't rewarding in the sense of what he really wanted to do for the world, and that's truly help people, and he has put in a ton of work to get to a place where his day job and his rest of the time job, I guess you'd call it, um, is solely focused on helping people in every aspect of their life. He's really focused on leadership. You know, he's a best-selling author, he's a public speaker, and a lot of that is around leadership, but it's around leadership with the notion that you have to get the inside right to be able to be a great leader on the outside. So with that, I'll leave it there so honored to bring Dr. Jason Brooks to you. I know when you listen, you're going to feel the same connection to him that I do. He's great. So let's jump right in and you can start taking in this really great person who's so committed to helping the world. Dr. Jason Brooks. Dr. Jason Brooks here with us today. I'm very excited to flip the mic around and get to grill you a bit and share some of your stories. So thank you for joining me.
0: Oh, Brian, it's my pleasure. I've been looking forward to this for a long time, my friend.
1: Yeah. And uh, even though this is coming out long after we recorded it, we had to postpone it because you were one of the the people who was hit by this horrible flu that's coming around or or that went around and and took so many people out. That's not the rough backstory (laughs) trial and tribulation we're going to talk about, but I just want to recognize that and and i'm thankful that you're better and and able to talk with us today
0: oh well i appreciate it and i I tell you it was absolutely brutal so here's a public service announcement everybody get their flu shots all right
1: um yeah it's a lot to go through for sure and it, it the season's been very very rough um But I do want to talk about struggle and I want to talk about hardship and we'll get there, but maybe you can just sort of give us a feel for what it is you try to achieve in your current life. And then we'll rewind the clock and and try to think about, you know, what, what are the things that planted the seeds for you that led to what you realized you needed to overcome and and how that informs that work that you're doing today. So what is it that you're doing and and trying to inspire in the world? Yeah, you know, When I think of myself and
0: the reason that I'm here, uh, you know, I've worked with this over several years to really get this refined and tight, and, and it just resonates so much with who I am. You know, I think the headline is, I change lives and I grow leaders. And the cool thing, Brian, is I have the opportunity to do that in a variety of areas. So, you know, if I think of that as my purpose or my mission, you know, I look at my calling is how I'm being placed every single day in order to live that out. Um, So, you know, a couple of things that that are hot for me right now is I'm part of an organization called Addiction Campuses, um, and we have um, addiction inpatient addiction treatment programs. Across the country, Uh, and for that organization, I'm the chief people officer. I have responsibility for leadership development, organizational development, all the organizational strategy, and the talent management aspects for a company with over 800 folks. So, again, you know, for my calling um you know the opportunity to change lives of folks that are struggling with the de- disease of addiction and you know the family issues that come with that knowing that addiction is really a systemic disease and how to bring hope and freedom to those folks is is just something that I'm I'm really excited about and And then building leaders within our organization to be part of transforming those lives. It's really a a combo deal for me. In addition to that, um, I have a couple of consulting businesses. First is Dr. Jason Brooks and company that's really focused on uh, life change and uh, leadership development and bringing solutions in each one of those areas. Um, So, you know, I bring, uh, you know, a creative side of me. I've got a podcast that I do. Called the Dr. Jason Brooks Leadership Podcast. Never heard of Uh it. Never
1: heard yeah. of it. Well, I need to have you on sometime. <laughs> it's, uh, it's all quality guests on the show for sure.
0: That's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> Top shelf by, for sure. Um, but you know, I, I've written a couple of books. Um, I speak uh, across the country uh, in uh, you know, conferences and in seminars and workshops. Uh, but then also another organization that is uh, part of the Dr. Jason Brooks and company is Catalyst, um, the Catalyst Leadership Group, where I do uh, – Leader development, leadership development, and and again, professional speaking, really focused on growing that leader. So, I, I've got a couple of things going on right now, but here's the thing I found, Brian, is when you are operating in the center of your passion and you're really making a difference in the world, in alignment with where your mission is, it doesn't feel like work. It just feels like that you're in In your flow state, you're in your zone, and you're making a difference every day so that's where I'm at, what I'm doing, and why it's so important for me
1: i that phrase operating at the center of your passion yeah that is so succinctly put I think at least for me, and I would imagine for most of the people listening, if not everybody, that just summed everything up like that that is such a powerful notion and so attractive. Mm. Who who wouldn't want that to be the way their their life is structured? And how many of us aren't living a life like that?
0: Yeah. That. Well, you know, it, it's a real challenge, and and it's amazing because through the years I've worked with uh, senior leaders of organizations, you know, middle managers, you know, folks across all the spectrum of that, and and I hear common themes in working with with all of those groups. And the other thing I think is so interesting, and I I don't know if this is a function of it being in the morning. It may have something to do with it. But when I drive into the office each day, Brian, I I look out my window at the faces of the people that are driving in. And what I see in their eyes is you know, almost a sense of drudgery and, i oh, yeah. you know, I've, I've got to do this again. And, I, you know, I'm going into a place that, you know, I'm providing for my family, but it doesn't ignite that part of me that is that is so passionate and, and so much a part of who I am. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, there may be some folks that are caffeine deprived at that point and, and they're going to light up about 45 minutes later. But I think the vast majority of individuals, are looking for an opportunity to ignite that energy and find that passion and and that's that's what i love being a part of is changing lives and then growing leaders so that we can maximize the value and the potential of
1: who we are do you uh, i i almost completely agree with you the place where i'm pausing is that everyone's looking for that. Do you think some people are just too asleep at the wheel, though? Like they haven't even woken up enough to know that they need to wake up? Does that yeah, make sense? I, yeah,
0: absolutely. I, I I think that they are. I think that there's a part. I, I don't know if asleep at the wheel is the right thing, but maybe they've resigned themselves to a life that that they say, you know what? There's just nothing that's going to change for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, And, it, you know, it, it's funny. Uh, it, I do. uh I've had a lot of conversations with folks that are you know in their 40s, 50s, you know that type of thing and and again I don't think there's any magic to the age group but I think there is something to when we've been in a place for a year after a year after a year after a year almost in that rut um it, you know it we get to the point where we think you know what I've achieved a certain uh, income level I, a, a certain degree of prominence, I feel comfortable in this, even though it it doesn't light my fire, I know what I'm doing I can go and do it every day and you know something that I heard and I think this is so true that a rut is nothing more than a grave with no winds and oh it, it just it breaks my heart for anybody to feel like that they're in a rut that there's not an opportunity to to do something different, to be something different and to have an even greater impact. So, um, asleep at the wheel may be part of it, but I think more a part of that is that individuals just give up the fight and they resign that this is what my life is going to be. I'll just accept it.
1: Yeah. That word resigned. I I think that's exactly what it is. That's really well said. Well, and so the good news for you is you were born not that way and everything's been fine. Always. You've never lived it. Well, tell, obviously right. <laughs> the grass is, I, I keep saying this phrase, the grass is not green anywhere. And the only way it's going to get green is if you start gardening. So tell me about, you know, what, what's the backstory for you? What, tell us, tell us what you went through to understand what these other folks are living like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You, you know, we, we, my backstory is I grew up just north of Indianapolis, Indiana. And, um, you know, my dad was a business professional. He actually started out as a clinical psychologist and then moved into the field of human resources. Interestingly enough, I started out in human resources and moved into, and then you'll know, have since got my doctorate in psychology. So I, I guess uh, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree there. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I lived the life in a relatively small town. Um, of the first born dutiful son and I wanted to do everything right. Um, don't embarrass the family, um, perfectionism and driving for that excellence was something that was instilled in me from the very, very beginning. And I tell you what, Brian, it was a weight and a burden that I carried for years and years and years.
1: I was just going to ask that must have been a tremendous responsibility.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a, a lot of firstborns, Bear that, um because you know we we have a a heightened sensitivity to taking care of the family and and helping to create the conditions that our parents want to see and and all that. So you know, I, I'm certainly not alone with that. but you know th- there was always a really creative part of me, Brian. And uh, I remember when I was graduating from high school and uh, you know again academic excellence excellence and everything was was just the expectation and i remember i had such a passion for music i i was you know in band and in all of those musical type things i was in choir and and enjoyed doing that and it was an opportunity and a release for me to to be creative and i remember sitting down with my dad and having a conversation with him and we, you know, we were talking about college and kind of what the next steps so are i said I want to go to college and study music and, and, and I mean, it was just so vivid for me. And I remember Brian, part of the conversation that we had, he's, he looked at me in the eye and he said, you'll never be able to make a career out of that. And well, that's encouraging. Said, yeah. And, and he said, so you really need to go to business school. Being the dutiful son, the firstborn, With the responsibility of not letting my parents down, I said, okay, uh, I'll I'll go and I'll get my business degree. And uh, so... I I went. um, I actually graduated undergrad from Purdue University. I went up and uh, at first I thought that I was going to go into accounting. And um, I went to my first accounting course and and quickly realized that that was not the path that I was going to take. But uh, but management, you know, human resources, psychology, you know, being able to bring the people side to that um, did resonate. And, you know, it's in Interesting that you know, graduated. Um, you know, did very, very well in college. Um, moved into my first um, professional role, um, and and I've had you know a very successful you know quote unquote um, career. But even through that, that piece of me of being creative of of bringing that to life, um, you know, was was a side that was an ache in my heart that I, you know, I, I just, I just couldn't solve for. And, uh, you know, I moved from job to job to job, um, predominantly because again, I love creating. So I would come into a company, I would kind of pull it apart to, you know, see what was working well, what wasn't working well, and then put it back together, make it even better than it was. And then I got bored and then I was ready to move to something else. Um, so I did that for several years and,
1: um, you were never scratching that itch.
0: No, right? that, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. That's exactly right. And, and, you know, it's, it's interesting. I had a conversation with my bride about, um, oh, it was about a year ago. And, and she, it, we were talking about that, just the movement from one thing to the next, to the next and, and, and helping her to see my heart and, and, you know, how I was created And she and uh, she made the comment to me. She said, I just thought you were never, ever satisfied and and you were never happy. I said, no, that's not the case. It's that creative piece in me that that just wanted to come out. And, um, you know, now having the opportunity to take a more intentional role in that has uh, really opened up opportunities. But it was very, very painful for a long time in navigating that and and helping to find myself and and a lot of obstacles along the way to get to this point.
1: Wow. So what did wake you up to it? How did you figure out, you know, instead of of being one of those resigned people who, you know, a a different you would watch driving to work and sort of feel bad for, wish better for them, how did you break it? how did you break through and actually have what sounds like a, an extremely full and busy, but very uh, rewarding and rich life that actually ties to what you're interested in? Cause you haven't just listed, you know, changing jobs every year recently. You, you're, you're in something right. now.
0: Right. Well, I, I think that honestly, it was a journey for me. Um, and I almost numbed myself for many, many years just with that reminder and focus in my mind, you've got to do you just have to knock it out of the park every single day so I would go in to the jobs that I was at and I would give it a hundred percent and and again, I was very successful i I progressed in my career very quickly you know historically I was probably the youngest one in the room with you know with other more senior leaders so living, that expectation of my family of never show weakness, um always exceed and um, you always exceed expectations. You know, that perfectionism was a catalyst and a driver for me to move forward, but it was also an aching burden that I carried. And I think, Brian, for me, one of those milestone moments in my life, and I I talk about this in my book, um that really, tipped the scale for me to consider a different path was when I was working for a hospitality company and I was the uh, uh, corporate human resource manager. So I had responsibility for the corporate office as well as a um, retail distribution center. And there was a gentleman that we were having attendance issues with and, um, and I needed to terminate his employment, um, for attendance. And the thing about this situation it was the right decision to make from a company standpoint but i knew this gentleman and his story his wife had recently told him that uh, she was having an affair and they were separated his teenage daughter um, had recently found out that she was pregnant younger teenage son was struggling with drugs and alcohol and and there were you know issues with you know with the juvenile system and all that so I sat down in my office and, and invited this gentleman in and I, I looked at him and I said, you know what, uh, today's your last day. We're going to be letting you go. And, and Brian, he put his head down in his hands and he sat there for about 30 seconds. It was, it was the longest 30 seconds of my life. And he looked up at me with tears in his eyes and he said, I understand. Thank you. Wow. And, he, and he walked out. And at that point, I made the decision that my life was going to mean more than policy and procedure and rules and regulations and just doing the right thing. Mm. But I wanted to do something that was going to impact people's lives um, for the good um, to, you know, to make an investment in them. So um I was working again in, in an executive level role with that company. I went back to school. Um, and this was in 2004, and I got my master's degree in mental health counseling, my doctorate in psychology, and then my MBA after that. So, you know, th- this was a season for about seven years that I was working a full-time role, but then also in graduate and doctoral work um, in school, f- um, going full-time there as well. Wow. Um, and and again, when I think about the burden that was scripted in my life early early on and and I would not recommend this for anyone but as I was going through that the voice of my dad kept ringing through through my mind you've got to press on um no weakness i mean you you got to keep going so i went through all of those programs those 7 years with straight A's um, graduated, master's degree 4.0, doctorate 4.0, and MBA 4.0. And I was so exhausted and beaten down. Um, but I, I, I could not, not continue to strive forward and do that. So, you know, for me, it was a, it was a season of really recognizing for myself, who am I? how can i bring my best but then also through that learning and the development even though i was i was pushing forward every single day i came to the awareness of my value is not in what someone else says or what i do or how i perform or how i show up my value is in myself and that and that's enough and when i came to terms with that and it really made sense for me then i was able to you know push aside the drudgery and the the expectations that others had and i was able to then more fully live the life that i was created to live now Now, let me say this. I'm still pursuing excellence in everything I do. um, But it's not with a heart of if I don't knock it out of the park, there's something wrong with me. But it's with the heart of I want to give my absolute best to anyone that I'm serving, whether it's in helping them change lives, grow leaders, grow organizations, whatever. I want to bring my absolute best because i I want to make a difference for you. And, and that was a transformational change for
1: me. Dr. J I'm, I'm getting a, a consistent theme across a lot of what we've been talking about. And in this exact one, it's about you, you're, you're now starting to act for you, but more broadly, it's not just about you. It's about your values. When you talked about that, you know, having to let that guy go and that, um, you know, really, heartbreaking situation all around but it's your job and that's what you have to do even if you you know don't feel good about it that's a a values that's that's when your job is is at odds with your values and you're talking about putting yourself out and working so hard at all these things through really your whole life because of someone else's expectations that's about their values rather than your own even if they're the same it's still someone else's Absolutely. So all these things are coming back to you know, I go back to that phrase you had about operating in the center of your passion. It's at the center of you at the core of you is your passion, your values, your morals, your ethics, They're words like that. Mm-hmm. And so many of us were living for someone else, either someone else's judgment or someone else's desires, or, you know, when you're resigned going into your job every day. It's someone else's needs that doesn't have anything to do with what you need. So it, I'm I'm hearing this sort of, this theme of values and maybe purpose mm-hmm. resonating. And when that's how you're operating, of course, you're still going to give it your all. Because why would you give it any less when you're doing it for yourself? That's right.
0: Well, and, you know, I think, Brian, you're absolutely spot on. And, and that's, I think that's one of the reasons why... Helping folks to see that for themselves is, is such a driving motivator for me. Um, you know, again, I, you know, i go back to my first book. It, it's, um, uh, called reset. Um, and it's talking about pushing the reset button on your life. And, you know, for me, that was so poignant and, and so important, um, And, you know, what I talk about in there is is life balance and creating a firm foundation to build your life on so that you're not out of balance. But then once you're able to to bring stability to that, then you start bringing your purpose, your passion, the plans that you have to accomplish that and and modifying that as you go through and then overcoming the obstacles that that you would see. So I think that you're spot on that that inner part of who you are, when you position yourself to be able to let that come out, that's where the fullness of who you are and the impact that you can make really, really shines.
1: Wow. So that is really inspiring and I hope enticing to people, but I'm sure that that's not what you see everybody doing. And that's why, you know, you, you do the work that you do. So what is it? what is it you, you are doing to help people transform into living that kind of life? When you talk about growing leaders, how Mm -hmm. are are you, how are you doing that?
0: Yeah. Well, there's a variety of solutions that, that I focus on and, and, you know, in trying to meet each person right where they are. So, you know, the, you know, from the one-on-one work that I do with, Folks for executive and leader coaching, you know that that's something that you know for an individual that just really is is focused and passion are passionate about that and wanting to wanting to unlock those pieces in a little bit more personal way for them I, is is something that I just absolutely love. But there are other folks that they're kind of on the early part of the journey of really just kind of starting to get enlightenment and say, okay, maybe there's something else I need to consider. So you know, part of that is um, you know, what I do with um, with blended learning solutions. So I've got um, a, a program that, that I've created called Catalyst Leader University that is a 12-month uh, program. I, I know it sounds like a long time, um, but it really leads folks through 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 what I call the five values of a high impact leader, which are character, growth, relationships, results, and vision, and helping to really crystallize what those are and starting to build that in people's lives. And here's the reality, Brian. When I talk about leadership, it's not just organizational leadership, it's leading your life. And I, I love John Maxwell's definition of that is, is leadership is influence, nothing, nothing more, nothing less. And every single day, whether you're a mom, a dad, a a, a son, a daughter, a a business leader, wherever, you are influencing people. So everyone. Everyone is a leader, and I think being able to recognize how character and growth and relationships and and focusing on results and in vision plays out in our life is huge but, but i 'll tell you this Brian when that realization came for me, it didn't necessarily mean all the problems went away um, and you know through the years um, you know in seasons of uh, you know, working in organizations and starting businesses and those type of things. There have been two seasons in particular that financially in starting a new venture, we lost everything. I mean, I as embarrassing as this is to say, when I was um 42 years old i had to borrow money from my parents to pay for our mortgage before a new opportunity came and you know when you talk about somebody that needs to be uh you know resilient and um and self sufficient boy that was a really humbling time but what that did for me if i look in the rearview mirror is it gave me a real sensitivity to real challenges that people face. And mm. and it, it may not be financial, you know, for you know, for some of your listeners, it may be, you know, the pain of addiction that they're struggling with. It may be a job that they feel trapped in and there's no escape for. It, it may be, you know, the feeling of of low self-worth and, and just not valuing yourself. You know, it may be a relationship that that is a problem. So, we all struggle with certain things, but it's through the struggle that oftentimes we persevere and we are stronger as a result and it gives us those stories that we can pour back into others and say you know what i've been there i know what you're going through and i can walk with you
1: and some people really need that both on the giving and the receiving end so for some some recipients it helps them get over um, all the, the perfection they project on the person trying to help them, which they then use as an excuse why you're not going to help me because you don't get it. That's right. And on the giving end, it, maybe it helps you realize there are different ways to approach the same problem. And having lived it, you might see that firsthand and maybe flex your style or come at it in a different way. Um, even just if it's to bring a little bit more of, uh, empathy to the equation, because you understand it better.
0: Absolutely. I, I think that is one of the biggest values of the valleys that we go through is it gives us a degree of sensitivity to what others may be facing. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's really easy for us to compare ourselves to someone else. And I, I think that w- when we fall into the trap of comparison, that is the first step into jealousy and then pride and then arrogance and all of those things that can really unravel us.
1: Or not good words.
0: No, yeah. not at all. <laughs> not at all. And And they become anchors in our lives that hold us back from being able to truly live why we're here and to make that impact every day.
1: Yeah. Wow. Um, so you, you didn't lose your house. Your parents you did lose our house. And and, <laughs> and, 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 I mean, going back to the, the first son, uh, stereotype of the first son role, this is very much not successful first son who, you know, does what he's supposed to and always takes care of everything and, and that. So that you're, you're, you're still stepping out from that, even, you know, into your forties. Yeah. W- was that, was that it? I mean, what else was there more to the story or was that the the sort of wake up moment where you'd hit rock bottom?
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think it was kind of going along the, the same lines, but you know, it, it's funny. I, I think back on, um, uh, not, not the consulting venture that I'm in now, but the one, uh, just before this, I, I started a, a consulting uh, firm called the reset group. And it was, it was around the time that my book came out and I was working for a, a company and I was there for about nine months. And, and I tell you, it was a, the focus of the organization was spot on, but it was just an incredibly toxic environment. And, um, you know, after about being there nine months, I made the decision that I was going to step away and, um, And I left and, and Brian, I was so fired up. I was like, this is great. You know what? This is what I've been waiting for my entire life. This is what I've been prepared for. I'm going to go out and I'm going to start building this consulting business. So for the first three months, I was, I was on fire, buddy. I was, I was having 30 to 35 coffee meetings a week. Um, you know, and you know, my intent was to get together with folks to share a little bit with uh, what I was doing. Now here here was the problem. Here's what I learned about myself. I am such a healer and a helper that when I would have those 60 minute coffee meetings, I would spend 55 minutes saying, gosh, you know, what's going on in your life, what's happening and, and, you know, doing coaching right there. And then the last five minutes they would say, oh my gosh, well, what are you doing? I was like, ah, you know what? We've run out of time. (laughs) I'll, I'll connect with you later. So, so business development is not my strength. Um, But, but I know that for the first 90 days, I was like, this is incredible. And then, for the next ninety days, because the results didn't happen the way that I thought that they were going to, I thought to myself, "What in the world have I done and i was looking I was looking in the face of my of my bride and my my three kids, and I was like, okay the, I mean, these you know these precious lives are counting on me and I remember um getting into kind of the that season. And I felt so beaten down. Um, you know, like, you know, why isn't this working? I, I'm doing everything that I thought I was supposed to be doing. And I remember driving down the road, um, going to a meeting just in tears. And I was praying, God, you help me to know what, what am I supposed to do? Why, why is this not working? And it, again, it goes all the way back to those scripts and those stories in my life about, you know, exceeding in everything that you do. And, and I felt like I was a complete failure. But in looking in the rearview mirror at that, I know that that was a season not for me to focus on. What are you going to do or how are you going to do it? But who are you? And that's why for me, you know, when I talk about helping people to create plans in their lives and strategies and and all that, which I think is very important before I ever uh, ask the question, what are you going to do? I ask the question, who are you going to be? Who are you going to be today? Because that is is where the power comes with being able to take those next steps forward through the adversity and through the challenges and through all of that that you face. It's not in the what, it's in the who. And that's what will drive you through any valley that you go through.
1: I don't mean to be silent. I'm just taking in what you said. This is powerful (laughs) stuff.
0: Oh, I, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, that's, this is one of the things that I love about you and, and this podcast and, and the work that you do as well is you give the opportunity to peel back what is on the top and really expose what's underneath. And it's a hard journey to go through. It's tough, but when you do the hard work and you take the opportunity to be real and to be transparent and to be authentic, then you're able to know yourself better and hopefully live that life that you were created to live.
1: Yeah, that is absolutely true. The question is, can you see what you were created to live? I think everybody can. It's just a question of the work that they're willing to put in, and and it's okay to get help with that work.
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, I I'm a firm believer in in having worked with, I mean, hundreds of people that we we need that. But but here's the cool thing, Brian. I'm also a firm believer that you're never that you never learn as much as when you teach. So sometimes it is. Going to someone that can help you to take those next steps to to start to craft that direction for who you are and where you're going and the impact that you're going to make. And then when you find that and you're on the path, then you're able to then start pouring into other people. And that's where even greater growth comes. I, I tell you, when I work with people or or when I speak around the country or, or wherever, I always get more from that experience than the person that I'm helping in that moment, uh, because it it gives me the chance to continue to flex those muscles and to grow and, and to experience what I'm doing in a completely different way. And when we look for those growth opportunities, we will absolutely find them.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I really, it, it's really important for people to see that the, the, when we look for peace, we can all do that. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with getting a bit of help. Cause you know, if you have things you've experienced in your life that have gotten in the way of you being able to see those opportunities mm-hmm. or to think you deserve to see them, yep, you got help with those negative things, right? Other people were there Put, making you feel a certain way or, you know, uh, putting obstacles in your place. Or when you're a kid, you know, you didn't choose the life you're born into. You didn't choose the financial situation or maybe your parents fighting or splitting up or whatever else about, you know, your birth order, um, yep. whatever it may be. So, you know, I'm using air quotes now. Not that anyone can see it, but <laughs> the, the, uh, you know, you, you got air quotes help. To end up in this place where maybe you're not, you're not living the life that you could or should, or, or would be able to. So you can get some help to get back on that path. Yeah.
0: You know, it's interesting. One of the things that when folks stretch themselves and they stumble and fall and, and I'm going to use the term, quote unquote, failure um, with that when, when they fail. Um, and I think that, you know, we can use any other type of word in there you know, when we face challenges, when we fail, when we, you know, when we struggle, whatever. Um, you know, in those moments. We have two choices on what we're going to do with that. It can either be a prison for us or it can be a school. And, you know, the prison is it keeps us captive and and it holds us in a place that we can't break through. But if it's a school, we learned from it. We learned through it and we're better as a result and you know my my hope and prayer for every single person is regardless of the challenges you face regardless of where you are now that when you see those obstacles that you view it as a school not as a prison because you know failure is never ever final
1: yeah i love that a school or a prison they can both be tough but one of them you learn right. and grow from the other you crumble in I love that.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. You, you and I just need to spend hours and hours and hours talking. and
1: it, just... <laughs> Or we need to go into like the fortune cookie business or some other, <laughs> I don't know, some little motivational quote. We'll just, we'll start turning out uh, internet memes of, of different sayings. Um, That's great and and as i said to you i've been up for i don't know 15 16 hours so maybe yeah. that's the key is i thought i was tired <laughs> you
0: you've unlocked a completely well, new it.
1: creative side of you <laughs> i chose i chose to be in school not in the prison of sleep deprivation
0: there you go I dr love.
1: jason brooks uh we could we could continue on uh maybe we should but maybe we should we we can continue on for hours um I, I I want people to know where they can find you, you keep referencing these books you've named one but tell us your, your whole repertoire how can people find you find your work and and you know go to school with a bit of what you're putting out there.
0: Absolutely, I thank you for that. Yeah, th- probably the best place is to go to my website, which is drjasonbrooks.com. It's got links to everything out there. Uh, I'm on uh, Facebook at uh, drjasontbrooks, on LinkedIn at drjasonbrooks, on uh, Twitter drjasonbrooks. Also, but all of those links are out on my website. Um, links to my podcast, to you know the books that I've written, the programs that I've created, and Man, I tell you, I would just love to connect with folks, you know, whether there's a solution that I bring that would make an impact for you or not. I just want to know you know where you are. And if there's anything that I can do, um, I would just be honored to be part of your journey.
1: Well, one thing I've come to know if people aren't getting this feeling from listening to you is you mean that genuinely you're not just saying that, that you are a very genuine person who puts yourself out there to help others. So I, I mean, that's why we're connected in the first place. So I appreciate that.
0: Oh, my pleasure.
1: So Dr. Jason Brooks, thank you so much for the inspiration, you know, and, and the hope as well, that we can grow, we can learn, we always have a chance and we don't need to live this life of, as you said, being resigned to just do the day in day out of the drudgery of it all i want Mm -hmm. people to not be the ones in those cars that you see going to work and not just because they haven't had their coffee but because you know it looks like they're coming from 10 hours of tough work not just heading to start it out um so there's there's a lot of hope there and we all have that opportunity because today is a new day go out and do it all right thank you so much dr brooks for coming on the show
0: My pleasure, Brian. It's a gift for me. And uh, I just thank you for your friendship. And uh, let's continue to make a difference together.
1: Sounds good. Was he not awesome? I told you, he's just a great guy and you just get it right off the bat. So please go follow Dr. Jason Brooks, go to drjasonbrooks.com, check out his leadership podcast. It's awesome. Really great people on there. Um and follow him on social media, and while you're at it, why not subscribe to his podcast and subscribe to this one if you don't already and uh and you can follow me on social media too so you can uh you can just hit all of those all at once now it's it does mean a lot when you follow uh you know follow on social, but also subscribe and review a podcast it just it helps us get the word out, so um there's two great ones that you can subscribe to this one and Dr. Jason Brooks' leadership podcast crucial, crucial stuff to help keep you moving forward. So with that, I will leave you guys and remind you that today is a new day. Go out and do it and find your passion and your purpose because that's how you're gonna do it. Thanks, everyone.